0: to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. You've tuned into the after episode of a before and after birth story. My guest today had a planned vaginal birth at the hospital with her first baby. It didn't go that way. And then she made other plans for her second pregnancy and delivery. Last time we talked to her, she was due in just a couple of weeks. And now she had the baby just a couple of weeks ago. Anastasia koch welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. So just as a recap, your first birth, you labored at home for a bit?
1: Yes. So we labored for, the way that I think about it is a night and a day and went to the hospital like around 6 p.m. the following day. So I guess like 12 hours of like irregular contractions and then active labor started at around 6 p.m. the following
0: night oh I see and then once you're in the hospital it didn't take long before you were encouraged to break the water correct and at the time that seemed like a decent idea and in retrospect not as great an idea right okay so water broke and they told you not to bear down but the only thing your body felt like doing after your water broke was bearing down and then your cervix wouldn't dilate more than 10 centimeters. There was distress and you ended up in a cesarean birth. Now, I got the sense from talking to you in the pre-birth episode that mechanically the cesarean birth was fine. Right. Everything went well. You know, had it been your mode of delivery choice, then it would have been an excellent experience. It's just more emotionally, that's not what you wanted and didn't necessarily have to go there. So in that way, it wasn't very exciting to you. Okay. Then... Still recapping. You made plans, you got pregnant again, and you said, you know what? I'm gonna do this differently. I'm gonna try for a vaginal birth after cesarean, VBAC, or a trial of labor after cesarean, TOLAC, but I'm gonna do it at home with midwives. So then they call it home birth after cesarean or HBAC, even though the baby doesn't come out of the house. It's still an HBAC.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And that's where we left you. you were a couple of weeks before your due date and you were feeling pretty good and very confident and excited and just a touch nervous. I really was outshadowed by the other feelings when we were talking. So how was the rest of your pregnancy?
1: It was good. I mean, I relaxed a lot. I took kind of the week before our due date off of work and, you know, just kind of was trying to not, I guess, be stress or be anxious about anything and just kind of Read and you know hang out.
0: Well, and also with a toddler.
1: Right. Well, yes. There's also yes, our toddler. And Um, spending kind of you know trying to spend uh, every precious moment with him as our only baby.
0: Right, and taking off from work, but not taking off from your other main job. Right, which occupies you twenty five eight. Right. And so, in the end of your pregnancy, were you comfortable?
1: Yeah, I mean. you know, as comfortable as you can be, I suppose, when, when you're that close to giving birth. You know, I think I had a lot more round ligament pain this time around and a lot more what they like to call lightning crotch, which Ooh. I don't love that. Expression. Very
0: descriptive term.
1: Yeah. But, you know, feeling yeah good overall, you know, nothing really out of the ordinary, I suppose.
0: A lightning crotch to me is what happens when you volunteer at uh, Little League. And oh somebody, somebody hits an errant ball, uh, <laughs> double entendre. Okay. So at some point do you start to, I mean, always, no matter what kind of birth you have, it's a kind of a five week window from 37 to 42 weeks. So even with our babies, like after 37 weeks, you know, I just always leave the house wondering if I'm going to get called right back or, you know, just laying in bed wondering, is it going to be tonight? Is it going to be this week? Is going to be in a couple of weeks? Does that happen to you?
1: I really tried not to do that this time around. Like I kind of was like, in my head, I was like, the baby's going to be late. I don't know why I feel this way, but I just, I'm going to like, let that be sort of whatever intuitive vibe that I have. So I honestly just tried not to kind of stress about the when and just was like, all right, well, whatever happens, happens, which is different for me. I must say.
0: Cause you're a planner.
1: I'm a planner. I like to be in control. So. It's hard to surrender
0: with that yeah. kind of operating system.
1: <laughs> yes, it was It was something I worked on a lot.
0: Uh, cool, and it sounds like you succeeded. In the last weeks, how are midwife appointments? And since you've had both models of care, how do they differ from the last couple of OB appointments?
1: I mean, for me, in general, those appointments were really great because you really spend the time talking about the anxieties that you have and just all the questions that, you know, not, maybe not necessarily like specifically medical questions, but a lot more holistic, I would say. So I guess those last appointments were really like, well, what do you think? When do you think we're going into labor (laughs) and like really talking about it, which maybe also helped give space for those anxieties and help me sort of surrender.
0: And are they typically at your home or do you go to their office?
1: So the last few appointments were mostly at the office with one home visit, just to make sure that we knew where everything was, et cetera.
0: And what kind of stuff did you bring into the house to prepare for home birth?
1: We brought flowers and candles and I had string lights and all of that, but we didn't have time to put anything up.
0: Oh, oh! I guess we'll get to that in a second. Anything medical or things that you have to bring or order? And also, did you have a tub?
1: Yes, we rented a tub and we had a birth kit that we had ordered and made sure you know we had all of those postpartum stuff and all of that stuff ready.
0: What was the plan for your toddler?
1: The plan was sort of fluid. Like if the birth happened at night, we didn't want to wake him up and then we had friends that were ready to come get him. Like we are, we are neighbors who are good friends live three doors down. So oh, that's really convenient. So Yeah. They would come grab him and we had a backup plan and then my family as well. So.
0: Okay. So your premonition is that you're going to go late, which I assume in your lexicon means after 40 weeks. Yes. Exactly. Okay. But you're surrendered. You're uncharacteristically surrendered to whatever might happen.
1: Right. Well, the other thing I should mention is our due date, and I know you're not supposed to put a lot of stock in the due date, but our due date happened to be my mother-in-law's birthday and she passed away in January of this year. So it it was one of those things where we were, again, trying to sort of let go of that because it had a lot of, you know, emotions attached to it. And we felt like it was such a special thing that Again, even if it's a due range or whatever in the way that we want to think about birth, it just felt like a really special date.
0: Yeah, for sure. My first two kids so my son, who's the oldest, is named after my dad, who passed when I was a teenager. And then oh. the second one, her due date was my birthday, which is May 13th. But my wife went into labor on April 30th, and things just started to really pick up around 6 or 7 p.m., No, it was even later. And yeah, the first contraction actually was 8 p.m. And I just at that moment, I realized, oh, my goodness, she's going to have my father's birthday, May 1st. And I was like blown over. My son's named after my dad. My daughter's going to have his birthday. Anyway, she came like minutes before midnight. Wow. So she does not have his birthday. It's April 30th. (laughs) But I always say, you know, we're New Yorkers. And in New York, it was May 1st. So I'm going with that. Amazing uh anyway very special day coming up your scene is set your mind is relaxed and who knows what happens next we're going to find out right after this break we'll be right back (laughs) hey everyone it's dr berlin and i want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart literally omega-3 it's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're talking to Anastasia Kuchereva and I don't know. I'm bursting to find out what happened. There's so much drama here. Is it going to be at nighttime when your son will be sleeping? Do the neighbors from three doors down have to come pick him up? And then also, is it going to be on your due date, which is your recently passed uh, mother-in-law's birthday? There's so much drama. I don't know how you let go. I'm not that much of a control freak, and I'm having trouble letting go.
1: Well, the thing that we kept telling ourselves is like, you know, the thing is, it's so special that that's even the due date, you know, so we like have that, right? So we have that and now we can sort of move forward.
0: Where in relation to your due date did your labor start?
1: So on the day.
0: Oh, wow. What time?
1: So around one o'clock, I was actually at a bridal salon with a friend, like she was trying on wedding dresses. It just happened to be like the only day that worked for both of us. So in Claire Pettibone, like I had my first contraction at around noon, I guess, or one, one o'clock.
0: No, before that, were you having warm-up activity?
1: No, that was the first one.
0: Wow. Okay. And was it strong out of the gate?
1: No. So it was pretty mild. I mean, I knew it was a contraction. And then the next one didn't come for about an hour and a half. And actually we had made plans because it was my mother-in-law's birthday. So I had made a plan for my mom to come over to like, you know, take care of our toddler while I took my husband out to the movies on our due date. But I was like, ah, it's good. You know, we're going to go late. So (laughs) we decided, you know what, like contractions are still like an hour and a half to an hour apart. Like I know the drill because in the last birth that happened for a full night and a full day. So I was like, we definitely have time to go to dinner and go to, you know, two and a half hour James Bond movie. So that was the plan.
0: I'm just curious. Did you even tell your doula midwives that you were having some early contractions?
1: So I told our doula and I was like, am I crazy for, you know, going out knowing that I'm starting to have some activity? And she'd said, you know, like, maybe it's a good way to distract yourself. And, you know, labor can be so unpredictable.
0: And the lighting is just right in the movie theater, just in case the baby comes through.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So we proceeded with the plan.
0: And there's no tub, but that popcorn only comes in tub sizes. So (laughs) plenty of tubs. (laughs) Right. So there's no plan and you're just watching a movie. James Bond, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. I'm just picturing the scene. Okay. So a James Bond movie and plenty of room because of social distancing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And it was the theater where the seats reclined. So, yeah, so maybe it was crazy, but we went to dinner and at dinner, contractions started going at around 30 minutes apart, but like still, you know, 30, 45 minutes. So we decided to go to the theater and made it through all of the trailers and maybe 20 minutes of the film until it got to be eight minutes apart and it started getting to be fairly strong. Wow. And meanwhile, I'm texting our midwife, I'm texting our doula, just kind of updating them. And then like, I made the call that we should go, <laughs> we should go home.
0: Oh, wow. Otherwise they would have to meet you in the lobby or whatever. I don't know the photo booth. Yeah. I pictured it. Um, wow. That's crazy. So it picked up really quickly from every 30 minutes to every eight minutes.
1: Yeah. So it picked up really quickly. And again, I still sort of was like, you know, what's the unofficial rule or whatever is four minutes apart, one minute long for an hour. Right. So I was like, we still have plenty of time. So we got home um, said goodbye to my mother. We're sort of like, Oh, we're so tired.
0: Oh, you didn't tell her.
1: We didn't tell her because I didn't actually tell my family that we were planned. Oh, for,
0: for a her. home birth. <gasps>
1: yeah, there was also a little bit of drama involved there. Not for any reason, except that I just honestly, like we're really close and that sounds kind of counterintuitive, That like, why wouldn't I tell my family if we're so close, but it's because we're so close that I just didn't want to give anybody any sort of opportunity to like have opinions (laughs) or stress, you know, and have that unnecessary stress because that would cause me stress.
0: Sure, stress for you and stress for relationship for people you really care about. And...
1: Exactly. And I just wanted to avoid all of that. Yeah. Are <laughs> so, they
0: pretty medical people?
1: Um, I mean, yes and no. My parents are both scientists. Like, my mom has a friend who's an OBGYN whose first response to me getting pregnant again was like, so when are you scheduling the C-section? Which I was like, like I guess I just don't want her talking to that friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Right. And that makes sense. It, I mean, it really does make sense. It's counterintuitive at the first thought, but then it really makes sense. But she didn't notice anything in your house, like a tub or extra candles and flowers.
1: No, she didn't. And I went and had a contraction in the bathroom. <laughs> wow. Again, they were manageable still at that point, which is crazy to think about because of how fast things progressed.
0: But I'm also just thinking, what's going through your head while you're in the bathroom, having a hideaway contraction while your husband shoots your mother out of the house?
1: <laughs> um, what was going through my head? I was just sort of like, all right, this is exciting. Like, <laughs> it's happening. Like, you know, in my head, I'm like, we're meeting our baby tomorrow. Like, the eighth is a really great number.
0: Ah, so... Not that anybody else would care, and I don't even know why I care. What did you have for dinner before this all started?
1: So, we went to Don Cucos, and I had the steak a la Diablo. Oh,
0: wow. I think that could put me into labor. (laughs) Okay, so you're hiding in the bathroom, having contractions. Mom leaves.
1: Mom leaves. So, then we call our doula, and, you know, it's starting to get more intense. And we're like, okay, like, I think it's time for you to come. You know, I feel like because of how fast this is going, it'll probably progress even faster. So then we called our midwife. And at this point, I'm still talking through like in between contractions. So we called our midwife's name is Abby. We called Abby. And then maybe five, 10 minutes after that, like I literally just like kind of fell to the floor, <laughs> not fell, but like had to get on the floor and like had started feeling the sensation to push.
0: Oh wow! And,
1: yeah. So then that was literally five, 10 minutes after that call to Abby, That then I was like, Ben, we need to call her now. She needs to come now.
0: Quick question. So during the contractions before you went down, where did you feel those?
1: I guess in my belly.
0: Okay. So not really uh, in your back. No great and then also when you told Abby the progression of how quickly things were moving what was her response
1: at first I don't think she realized how fast it was progressing until she heard me
0: <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> and she was like yep I'm getting in the car right now
0: oh that's telemedicine for you yep you could tell uh, that lot over the phone
1: so then I guess like, and this part, not that it gets blurry for me, but it definitely gets a little bit more sort of inward because <laughs> I'm focusing on getting through contractions in the background. It's like my husband's running around, like getting the bed ready. Like, again, we had nothing set up because we just didn't, you know, we hadn't really thought that it was going to happen this quickly. Meanwhile, you know, Abby's like, okay, like get her to the bed. Oh, and then- Abby
0: came at this point or no, is she's so directing you by face- phone
1: abby's on facetime with my husband
0: okay what time is it because you were at the bridal store at one
1: at one we left the movie around i probably have the text chain with abby but 8 30 or something like that okay well so maybe it's like nine
0: okay very quick
1: point. very quick so abby calls ben on facetime she's driving i'm <laughs> on our bed having contractions with the birth ball, nobody else is here yet. (laughs) And then Abby, I guess says to my husband and I hear this, you know, obviously like as I'm going through all this and she's like, okay, Ben, look, we're at a space now where you might have to receive this baby. And I want you to know that you guys can call 911 in this situation if you would like, you know, if you feel, but I think you're going to do great. And, you know, she's giving him instructions. Meanwhile, I'm like trying to do candle. Like, I also hear her sort of coaching me, like, you know, try to breathe slowly and, you know, sort of like <laughs> not to slow it down, but just to give her time to get there. Cause they were about 20 minutes away. And so like those 20 minutes, I guess I was trying to like, not have the baby.
0: Were you nervous in your mind?
1: I didn't really have time to be anything really, except for just kind of like.
0: So just instinct.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say I was screaming pretty loudly and <laughs> like we were a little bit worried that we're going to wake up. Well, I wasn't again, like I wasn't anything. My husband later tells me he was like trying to close the door so that our toddler doesn't wake up at this point, because like I said, I didn't have time. I didn't remember anything. <laughs> it just was like all right, this is happening and I just need to get through it, you know, and trying to sort of tell myself to surrender to it.
0: I mean, you said getting the bed ready, but you also had plans for a tub. Did the tub ever get filled up?
1: So no, the tub never got filled up.
0: Oh my goodness. Cliffhanger. We're going to take a break and when we come back, we'll find out the rest of the story. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy podcast. It's getting very, very exciting here. Things are moving very quickly. The midwives are very close by. Ben's getting the bed ready and you're just spaced out and letting your body just do her thing without you overthinking it.
1: Yes. <laughs> Something like that.
0: Now you're overthinking it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So did the midwives make it?
1: So, yes. So the midwives made it and my doula arrived shortly thereafter which was great because I was kind of ready for some coaching and some help and some cool cloths on my face and, oh. you know, all of the wonderful things that come with the safety and security of having your team there. So everybody arrived and it felt really good to have everybody there because, you know, as much as I know that Ben could have caught the baby, like I would prefer <laughs> him not to have caught the
0: baby. And dialed <laughs> and- 911?
1: Exactly. And for there to be professionals to catch the baby. Yeah. And it was really nice to have them there. And then, yeah, I guess like the next thing that I remember is just sort of being like, okay, like, so what do I do now? (laughs) Like like, we're here, we're in this moment, you know? And I was like, what's happening? I was like, do I start pushing? And they were like, you are pushing. So I guess that's what was happening is that I was in fact pushing, that was what the bearing down was feeling the pressure. Then there was like some activity, like Ben was trying to get the tub blown up, but we weren't going to have time. Like the midwife said, we weren't going to have time, but you know, he also knew that I really wanted to be in water. And so I don't know who made the suggestion, but we were like, what about the bathtub? So that's what we did. We filled up the bathtub and at some point in there, my water broke.
0: Well, slow down (laughs) okay first of all is this like a regular standard size bathtub
1: just a regular standard size bathtub so
0: room for one plus an infant to be newborn i guess and then your water broke in there did you feel it
1: yes so my water broke while i was still on our bed
0: oh Oh, not in the tub
1: not in the tub no
0: okay
1: no and abby was like if you want to go we need to go now (laughs) basically to the tub and that was probably the hardest contraction. I mean, besides actual pushing was sort of the one in between getting from the bed to the tub. Cause I was sort of standing up being supported, you know, and sort of like, is this crazy? <laughs> like <laughs> is this crazy that we're moving right now. But they were like, if you want to do it, let's go, you know, like it's your choice, you know? And so we made it to the tub and it felt really great. I mean, I guess, like, as great as it can feel when you're still having painful contractions. Oh, yeah. It It
0: sounds like you felt a difference between contractions on land and contractions in water.
1: I did, yeah. It was much more relaxing. I mean, it was still painful, but I always feel at ease in water. Like, I love the ocean. I love taking baths. (laughs) It felt very comforting.
0: Nice. Okay, so your goal with water, was it to... Labor in water, deliver in water, or both?
1: I wasn't sure. I just knew that like being in water would be relaxing for me and would be like a safe
0: space. So from the beginning, your plan was just to have it as an option? Yes, exactly. Okay. How do things progress?
1: So then once we were in the tub, I mean, it, I don't know how many contractions, but basically like we pushed <laughs> the baby's head out and then there were a couple contractions with just the baby's head out. And then I had this moment where I... I guess I was like, I wasn't sure if it was possible for me to push through this level of pain. And then I had to go like sort of a step beyond that. And that's kind of when the baby came out.
0: I have a couple of questions. Did anybody check your cervix at any point? No, not necessary.
1: Not necessary. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm sure they listened to the uh, fetal heart tones and things like that. Yes. And then when the baby's head came out, What did that feel like to you?
1: It was probably the most painful part. I mean, I definitely felt sort of the ring of fire. And not that there was that much relief in between contractions, but when the baby's head was out, there was no relief Mm. because it was like, it's different. I mean, it was a different type of pain because at that point, like pushing felt almost good, but then there was this other level of pain. So yeah, that was probably the hardest
0: part. And is the baby underwater? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the baby's head is out underwater, Mm -hmm. and you still have a few contractions until the rest of the body comes out. Yeah. Is that a calm couple of contractions in terms of nobody really panicking because the shoulders didn't just pop right out?
1: No. I mean, calm in the sense of, like, the space was calm. I guess, like, I was sort of like, what? (laughs)
0: like
1: You know? But, yeah, I mean... Because there was no panic to be had, like, it was as calm as could be, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I just uh, I have the images in my head from births that I attended, where, especially in a hospital setting, once that head comes out, they just seem to be in a rush to get the rest of the body out. So they take the head and kind of maneuver the baby using the head as the pivot point, you know, pulling a little this way, pulling all that way. But it sounds like in your case, you just rested and waited for your body to bring the rest of the baby home.
1: Yeah. That pretty much describes it. Yeah. And then I remember Abby saying, reach out and pick up your baby. (laughs) And that I was like, what? Okay. (laughs) And then she held her head up and really looked at us like, you know, we have this great picture that our doula took of her just really staring at my husband, really connecting with him. It was pretty incredible.
0: No crying right away.
1: No, unlike my son who came out screaming, like she was very kind of like looking around and kind of very peaceful. That's
0: exactly how I would describe our water birth with my son. My youngest was our only home birth and it was a water birth. And he came out, he had these beautiful blue eyes. And even before we took him out of the water, you could see them in the water because she hadn't been in there very long, probably with you too, not all that discolored by fluids and things. And, you know, she just took him out and held him up and he was just looking like, oh, I guess uh, you must be my parents, you know? Something (laughs) like that.
1: Yeah, it was pretty special.
0: I thought for sure when he realized that his daddy was gonna cry, but no. (laughs) Um, That sounds amazing. If you're in the water and your baby comes out, do you stay there to deliver your placenta or do you get out?
1: We drain the water to make sure that there wasn't anything happening and there was a fair amount of blood. So they gave me Pitocin, but then when the placenta was delivered, my midwife said that the presentation was the kind where the blood comes out first versus Mm -hmm. usually the placenta comes out and then there's blood uh, behind it. Yeah, blood behind it. She just wanted to make sure there wasn't a hemorrhage or anything like that. So honestly, that was the only part of our birth that I was like, oh, like that's a little, well, besides also then potentially having to receive the baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but that, those are the only two times where I was like, oh, that's a little, you know, shakes me a little bit, but then it was fine. and everything was fine.
0: I feel like that moment when the baby comes out, no matter what led up to that moment, whether it was five hours or 50 hours, whether it was super intense or just fairly mellow, the second that baby comes out is just like the new chapter starts right then and there. And it's a powerful moment, especially in these home settings and uh, without the medication, without a bunch of bright lights, without a bunch of people just surgically moving around you. And I mean that even from a vaginal birth, it's just a powerful moment. And usually there's tears involved and just this massive feeling of like, wow, the baby's here. Wow. I did that. I wonder if you had that moment. And if you did, I wonder if you feel like it was different for you because of your VBAT journey than it would be just, let's say, for a first birth.
1: I mean, absolutely. I feel... Like it was a completely different experience. I feel with Dorian's birth, I just remember being so cold and shaking and not fully being able to hold my baby by myself because i was shaking and on an operating table. And I just was like so scared that I was going to drop him. Not that I like wanted them to take him away. I just wasn't in that headspace. And, you know, that was another thing that I sort of had to process is like not having that moment of like total elation, you Mm -hmm. know, that I have read about or heard about from other mamas. And so this was a completely different experience. It was so much awe and just like, holy crap, like that just happened so fast.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really good for you.
1: It was really fast and it was very intense. And (laughs) <laughs> I remember like one of the first things I said, was like, I can see how home birth isn't for everyone
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because it was so intense, you know? And
0: yeah, you had a concentrated work though. You had all of your labor and just a few hours.
1: Yeah. And looking back on it now, I'm like, it was beautiful and it was amazing, you know, but it was also very intense and all like all of those things are true, but yeah, but being able to just be with our baby and not have, you know, I mean, with the midwives, it's like they set us up in our room and are cozy in our bed and she latched right away. And we, you know, we truly had that kind of hour snuggling in bed, you know, looking at our new baby <laughs> and it was really beautiful yeah, after birth and just being like, can you believe that that just happened?
0: That's so special. Okay. So you had talked about your mother-in-law's birthday, your recently deceased mother-in-law's birthday being your due date and we know that you went into labor uh, somewhere around one o'clock in a bridal shop on your due date did the baby make it in time for the due date or is it the day after
1: so the baby arrived at 11 13 p.m so she just in time
0: wow was that an immediate click when she was out
1: no well yes i mean it was like you know, she made it just in time, you know, to be on my mother-in-law's name is Lois on Lo's birthday. But it's so funny because at dinner, my husband had said, he was like, mom wouldn't have wanted to share her birthday anyways. Right? <laughs> and so we, we were joking like, well, actually she just, you know, like told us, right. Like, she showed us that yes in fact she did i
0: would like to share my birthday well that's very cute my bratty kid came out just a few minutes too early but uh, i'm glad it worked out for you <laughs> i have uh, two more questions for you and i know you have a full-time job now taking care of a toddler and a newborn uh my first question is in your experience different for everybody how would you compare the recovery from your cesarean birth and your vaginal home birth
1: Well, I would say both recoveries are pretty gnarly, (laughs)
0: Um,
1: but I will say that this type of recovery I think will be over faster. And and I was honestly surprised by, you know, like it's different, it's a different type of recovery, but because I didn't have it last time, I was like, is this really how human beings come into the world? (laughs) (laughs) Is this what happens? But it has like, I mean, I feel, I feel so much better already. I'm more up and around and, you know, obviously able to lift my toddler now. And, you know, which I wasn't able to, like, I wouldn't have been able to do if I had a C-section.
0: But it sounds like either way you're recovering from, I hate to use the word trauma, but trauma, right? So either you're having surgical procedures done where there's trauma That we use to get the baby out safely. But then there's also just some natural trauma that happens when the baby comes out of you naturally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think they're both very different. But obviously, like, I have a lot of respect for all women.
0: Yes. That's the bottom line. All right. You ready for my last question? Yes. I wish I could see video of this, but how did your mom and family react when you gave them the full story?
1: They were really wonderful. My mom was, I mean, she hasn't told me that it hurt her feelings, but I think it did a little bit, but she reacted really beautifully to it. She was like, that sounds so lovely. And that's so beautiful that you got to do that in water. So she was wonderful. And and I think like she would have been wonderful again, as long as she didn't talk to her friend. Her friend.
0: So that's my other question. Did you hear from her friend Has her friend? No, working?
1: I haven't. I haven't, but I'm curious. I I'm am curious too you know, and again, it's like, I just wanted to avoid all of that. Like, it's funny. I was thinking about this today, how like, there's not a lot of people that I've actively told about my decision to have a home birth. It's not like a secret. Like I told people, if they asked me like, Oh, what's your plan? You know, I would share that with them, but I didn't like actively tell people about it just because I wanted to keep it kind of, I don't know. Again, I didn't really want opinions or anybody else's fear or anxiety about
0: it. It makes a lot of sense to me. People are, are very strongly opinionated about all things, pregnancy, childbirth, and newborn and postpartum. And, you know, if you've made up your mind, you've studied the pros and cons and what your risks and rewards are, and you made an informed choice, then you don't want people imposing their opinions on you. So I think you did a smart thing. And then it's also, you know, for them, it's a lot easier if you're like, we had a beautiful home birth then we're planning to have the baby at home. Yeah. It's, it's an easier yeah. conversation. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And for me, it was really it's like if I could have the pain free version at home, sure, that would be amazing. But I wasn't willing to give up all the things that I guess, like come with a hospital birth. Like I wasn't willing to do that this time around.
0: It does sort of feel like you check your freedom at the door yeah on the way into the hospital and it's just the way the system is set up is that we'll tell you what you can do and what you can't do and what you can do it and when you can't do it and there's a lot of variation in there that's a generalization some doctors and midwives at hospitals are very open minded very supportive of whatever plan you have and other ones are kind of pretty rigid in their plan and it's just more paternalistic you know we'll tell you what to do and you just do it at home the contrast that i see between home birth and hospital birth when i attend birth is At the hospital, there's a lot of asking the staff, Hey, can I do this? Am I allowed to do that? Is it all right if I eat this? And at home, it's the exact opposite. People are asking you, Hey, do you mind if I use this blanket? Or, you know, it's just you're clearly the one steering the wheel.
1: Yeah. I mean, I really loved that aspect of the experience, I will say. And just being at home, I felt safer, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like I felt safer at home. I felt more comfortable. And it wasn't, you know, For me, like, it wasn't about, like, oh, like, can I do this or, you know, all of that? Like, it was just, I don't know. I wanted to just have that freedom, I guess, Mm -hmm. to experience all of it, like, all of the sensations of it, all of it.
0: One of the things that you said is I felt safer at home. And my final thought on this whole idea is that you got to give birth where you feel safe. Some people feel a lot safer at a hospital or at a birthing center or at home. And nobody can really, feel how you feel you know they could say hey you're safer at a hospital because of xyz but there's a strong feeling that if you don't feel safe it's very hard for your body to relax and let this labor progress smoothly and naturally and look what happened at home you just went so quickly um i recommend that everybody try to get into a bond movie if you're trying to get things moving <laughs> and maybe have the spicy popcorn okay so anastasia i'm so so thrilled for you happy for you my heart is flowing with goodness for you that you had this beautiful experience that you wanted and one of my patients once told me that she looked at her cesarean scar she was really pushed into a cesarean that she didn't want didn't mean and she looked at her cesarean scar as a frowny face and when she had her v-back it was turned around into a smile for her and I know that you came out of your first birth somewhat frowny. Excited, happy, grateful, but somewhat frowny about the experience. And I can see on your face right now, even though the listeners can't, that it is very, very smiley. So I'm super happy for you. You deserve it. You work for it. And you're absolutely right. However people do this, however women do it, is absolutely insane and amazing. And I'm grateful. I think we're all grateful to you guys.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I mean... I'm thrilled with the experience and you know like I said I don't think it's for everybody I think it's definitely such a personal decision but for us it was like the absolute right decision and I couldn't be more
0: thrilled I think it's not for people with all white carpet and furniture
1: (laughs) this is (laughs) also true
0: all right. Thanks for sharing your story at home. Thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. Join us, connect with us on Instagram at Dr. Berlin. It's D-O-C-T-O-R-B-E-R-L-I-N. Dr. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got on a-